Hello, beautiful ones. Happy New Year. Happy welcome back here. We hope you had an awesome holiday season. And if you feel you did not listen, be encouraged. Be encouraged. It has to get better. Why? You're still here. You're breathing. Not only is it going to get better, we believe and stand in agreement with you. That 2024 will be your year of acceleration and open doors. Not only that, we're going to help and give provide you essential tools to help, you know, get the process going. If you feel stagnant, if you feel like you're struggling with a few things, um, for those of you in the community, you know what the mission, the vision, the purpose, the passion, and all that good stuff is. If you do not, if you want to, Pause us now, run over to the website, and join a group. Join a group and just look around. It's a lot to see. Not only do we have groups, we have forums. Um, we have hubs. It's all, it's all kind of things over there to help you. And again, we are the Blameless Beauty community, and we are part of the Shade Out Shame community. We, we decided to take... Um, parts of what we deal with in the um, Shade Out Shane community and target different areas, arenas, and aspect of life. So if you do not know, if you're here for the very first time, we want you to know that we are your internal and external exchange for eternal change. What does that mean? That means this is your safe environment to be edified, to be encouraged, to be empowered, you know, to help you to evolve elevate listen we will help you along your journey you know by equipping you with the essential tools whatever so again it's an exhaustive list of what's available to you so again we are your internal and external exchange for eternal change meaning we give you everything you need that you could easily implement in your everyday lives that will help your inner and outer transformation we're not looking for change you know we're doing it one day and the next day we fall off no we're looking for eternal change because the one who gave us the eternal exchange to make you know the one who made it possible for us to trade out our sorrows for joy and if you don't know that's one of the scriptures that we stand on Um, Isaiah 61 and 3, where he promised to give us beauty for ashes. And we're going to go a little bit in that. um, Since it's the beginning of the year, we have a lot of people coming in. Um, So let's get started. And if you follow us on uh, any other different platforms, you kind of know the flow. We based on, you know, we base... Um, our flow, our outline flow, the lesson, the session, whatever you want to call it, the discussion, we base it on our system strategy and structure. So we'll give you definitions, you know, different things. We not only take definitions, you know, out of the, what we would call a secular dictionary, but we we take it from scripture. Not only do we take it from scripture, we look at words in different um, arenas or areas or aspects. Like we may 
want to gain a deeper understanding by looking at different words um, in the area of biology, sociology, to get get a clear understanding because we know the creator words is listen. I've always been a science buff, but listen, it it has taken, especially moving out west, you know, with the mountain ranges and just totally different. You know, you go outside and see a mountain and you could just go hiking in your backyard. It's just amazing when you come from concrete. (laughs) So it takes on, you know, looking at things from a different perspective takes on um, a new meaning and when that we often find that when that perspective change there's oftentimes a paradigm shift or it changes the, the trajectory of everything that we thought we ever that we know you know we look at words from psychology just all kind of things so we're going to do that so the three um, words we're going to be or topics we're going to be dealing with at the height of the hour is going to be image, identity, and imagination. Image, identity, and imagina- and imagination. Excuse me. So again, if let me just go back a little bit and so it could help make sense to someone who may be here for the very first time. In our parent community, we don't like to call it company, but we call it community. We deal with the different underlying issues, significant ones, and I'll tell you what they are. And that's why I said we're breaking them up so um, we could target them. And target them correctly and really get to the root of it. Because we've come to we've come to understand when there's a revealing of something, there comes a dealing. Meaning where there's exposure, there's normally gonna be a solution. Whether it's gone whether exposure is good or bad. Okay. Where there's something that that, that may have been in generations for years and then one day to one person it is revealed that means it's time to deal with it. it's time for that cycle to stop so the the names kind of tell you well not kind of but it tells you exactly what we're targeting but what I've come, come to understand is it's so insidious, like shame and blame and guilt. It's so insidious that it shows up the, I want to say the evidence, I don't, I'll go ahead and use it, but since we said we're going to de- deal with the words in different categories, it's so insidious that it masquerades as normal. You know, you growing up, you don't know that someone is speaking a word curse over you. You may have been ignorant to it when you was a kid. But how many of you know, wherever you hear five, 
You're going to hear it within in your internal 25, 35, 45, if it's not dealt with. But oftentimes, we don't think to say, okay, that's where that root came from when they said I would never be anything. Or I'm not good for nothing. Or you're worthless. Because a lot of things, actions, words, behavior, characteristics, just been passed down from generation to generation. And you don't know that you're passing down trauma, 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 trauma. And the worst thing anyone could say about someone else that is toxic or just not just someone but a, just situations period that's just the way it is if that's just the way something is you still have a choice example if you know there's someone extremely toxic not extreme just toxic Because of who the individual may be, you give them a pass. But words are words. It doesn't matter who it comes from. And see, again, the insidiousness, you hear little things when you're a kid, knowing that it affected you. They come up with riddles and rhymes. Sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words will never hurt. Words can kill you. Words can kill you, but words also can bring life. You know, this thing about, ooh, that tickled me to death. No, it did not. But say it tickled me to life and see how people look at you like you don't have a clue. But here's the thing, the other insidious thing is, we may think when, okay, just say if someone a teacher, a sibling, a parent, a relative, whoever spoke something over you. Especially as a child, because you don't know that you don't have a right not to receive it. You know it didn't feel good. You know it had an effect. And as a child, you immediately try to find a... a, um, a remedy on your own when you are in the stage of being parenting, being trained, and the individual who's supposed to be training you, bringing you up, is tearing you down. This go for garden, it doesn't matter. A person that's in authority over you. Or you could be in a in a in in a uh, marriage. Just because that person didn't put his hands on you or put her hands on you, and but every day is just strife and turmoil and raging arguments, and they're just tearing you, they're saying anything to you. And here's again the insidious thing about that: they feel they have a right to do that, and you think it's okay because of who they are, meaning you think they have a right to do it too. 
Now, as a child, there's nothing we could do anything about it. But again, with the insidiousness, the underlying thing is, think about this. When someone says something to you in your adulthood that sounds similar or make you feel the way that that first experience did, you immediately go back to your childhood. But again, we don't think or, or, or say, okay, that's a trigger. That's trauma because you don't we you don't know because people carry on even us at one time. That's just the way it is. No, it is not. I often tell people, for me, the worst abuse is the abuse you can't see. And then what makes it so twisted and sadistic is if you are ignorant to the fact of the root the individual who caused it they get to say what's wrong and then you're traumatized and triggered all over again because now you're dealing with they getting away scot-free No, they are not. Number one, anyone who tries to make you suffer, you suffer. Suffering is not even the word for them. Imagine someone is so, so shattered on the inside that they can't even deal with it to the point. They got to get it out some kind of way and in order to experience the relief they have to have to put it on someone else do you give them give them a pass absolutely not they become a project you pray for them, but you stay away from them and that's love get get that down in you that's that's true forgiveness and love The majority of of situations or relationships, connections or anything that either that person walked away or you had to break out whatever it is. It was for protection. Because if it would have had continued on, someone would have got hurt. Physically, emotionally, mentally. So again, is is the root, the insidiousness of you, you, a person being ignorant, or we call it unaware. But there's a scripture that says, "If the thief be found." If shame has been rob- robbing you all your life, sticking you up all your life, every time it's time to get a promotion, it's sabotage. You try to get your money together. It, it, for some reason, it's a deficit. And then it seems as though these things are unexplainable. But we don't, the reason, it, and then it's triggering to look at the patterns or the habits 
that got us there when is actually the root. Someone can continuously blame you for something over and over and you didn't even do it. Or they will set blame on you for something that they did. If they have conditioned you for so long, you will take on a blanket of blame. Something can ha- actually happen. And it may not be even that bad. I'm talking about ha- something happened that you may have done that it doesn't even require you even going into that compartment of your mind. But because it has been just instilled. That's why we repeat things over and over and we use words, visuals to get it down in us. If it was words and action that got us in, it's going to take words and action to get us out, get it out of us. But you can't get out what you don't know what's in there. All you know is there's a lack of self-awareness. There's low self-esteem. There's no self-love. There's a lot of self, loss of self-worth. It will blow your mind, the population of people who's depressed and think they're tired or sleepy. Guilt. Guilt. Guilt show up as anger. Yeah. You, You ever met someone... Any little thing, set them off. And and what do we do? Give the excuse, especially who, who depend on who it is. That's just how they are. Or even before it pop off, don't say that because you know they're going to do this. You know, mm-mm. Change your perspective. That's giving them the right to hang on to a toxic root. Now, if that, it's their prerogative, their business, if they want to hang on to that toxic root, but they don't have to be in connection with you, and that's your decision. Think about this. Someone who's so toxic, and we're just using light words, that you know meant to cause you some kind of harm, hurt or harm. Because think if we don't get triggered if you get triggered turn turn it off because that's not what we're here for we're about getting to the root of things when you get over into another area of thinking in regards to your well-being and your wholeness and you will have to be in that state to just think back because if you're not there and you think back to some of the things that people did to you it would may trigger that means some trauma is still there unforgiveness trauma all it may still be there but if you you get to your place of well-being and wholeness and just start not to reflect when i say recollect i say recollect because i you know i'm gonna i'm gonna use the word to the fullest when i recollect i mean I want to know exactly why I'm collecting this information to process to see how far would this person get anywhere, not to me, but to near my boundaries. Because some of the things that have been done to certain people, 
is beyond repair. And if that's the case, even if they apologize, you still have to think, especially think about the fruit of the lips. Watch what people are saying, especially when they are angry. It's been there. In order to act on anything, there has to be has to be a thought first. We've been dealing in um in the, the other platforms. We've been dealing with different words and alignment, boundaries, commitment, and and we're on dominate now. All of those things will be a struggle because if you don't know the root of something. You could think you're in alignment and you'll be so far from where you're supposed to be. And the worst place to ever find yourself, two places, two of the worst places to find yourself is in the past and out of the will. To return to the past, especially a past, listen. Just path, path, even I'm, I'm even, not even gonna make that statement. Even if it was just the past, because as our objective as ones created in the image of our Creator and given our true identity by Him, our goal is to press forward, to press on, to return to the past. Even if you return just to reminisce on the good. Somewhere in there, there's a point that says that may be as good as it, it has gotten. Or, the, or it would get. It's a landmark. It's a ceiling. It, it, it's, it's the measuring stick. No. He said, I want to do exceedingly above and beyond all you can ask a thing. And I'm getting ahead of myself because that's one of the scriptures in imagination. Think about that. A child, you just, uh, just with the, listen, you come here with your imagination because he gave it to you. I could think back, you know, and just watching the kids, you know, around the house I grew up in. The kids, they just may be on the sofa just doing their thing. Playing with themselves, making an umbrella, just doing nothing. You don't know what they're thinking and imagining, especially if you see them motion and doing anything. Playing with an airplane. They may be thinking about being a pilot. How do we not know that that's not their calling? And with, I can remember, I can hear the individual now, get somewhere and sit your butt down. But that just being a child. I think back getting a whooping for something that I was supposed to be taught to do. If you never showed me how to clean something, I never seen you clean it. I don't have a model. I don't have a blueprint. I don't have, I don't have a diagram. And when I did learn, I had, I learned, I learned it for someone else, but their house was always clean. So it could only apply a little bit. I, I, and, and this goes back to the underlying issue. And I 
and I told you, listen, once you start, when you awaken and you start to enlighten and all that, it's not for you to share. Everybody don't want to get well. And that's their, and that is their right. That's their freedom. That's their liberty. That's why it blows my mind when you choose to take it's it's an all out war. Because if you do it, that lets you lets you know it is possible. If you know anything about dysfunctional, toxic, just ridiculous, just you get it. They're comfortable. And they're so used to a person not challenging them, challenge them and see. You can see the how dare you in them while they raging. I'm letting you know that I said that to say this. I asked this question to some other family members. But it was it was too raw and too true. Because I seen other females in the family do it, but only in this particular house. I said, oh, why is it that it could be a trash can right there and the trash is swept to the trash can? It could be a dustpan. And I'm talking about every time because that's what the leadership of the house did. But watch this, watch this. This began to be the awakening. Because it was when I returned, when my dad was here, I returned. And by this time, I'm a quick study. I've seen some things, but here's the thing. I've always been, I I always had a why in me. I equate, I'm, I'm just like this right here. Is that something internal to, you know, that reflects nothing be, getting finished? Or you almost there and you just sweep to, to, to the finish line and it just made no sense. But when I returned, I would put the trash in there. The others would too, except the leadership. They come, But I just wonder. And this same individual had the little gated gall during their during their um, inaugural um, positioning of my, you know, the starting up of my spirit campaign, you know, because they heard me say it and ask other family members. They set out within the smear campaign that I didn't finish anything. And the things that I've already finished, you can go check. But nobody's going to do it because they know not to check the leadership. They know not to check the leadership. I've been checking the leadership. That's been that's been the problem. I'm telling you this because... Part of getting free for different things, blame, shame, guilt, you got to be able to look at it. But if you look at it with the eyes you have now, 
all it's going to do is cause more guilt, which will cause more anger, more shame, more depression. It, call, it, it may show up as procrastination, breaking commitments, because listen, if you had commitments, bro, promises broken to you over and over and over and over, that's why one of our components here is, along with system strategies and structure, is sequence. God is systematic. We, we referenced this before. He said, light be, that light know to be every single time. When we realign, some probably have to be like me. I had to totally rewire my brain. And that for me started with the word. But I, listen, words and, and, and actions that's embedded in us in our subconscious, in our heart, that's why God speaks so much about the heart part of the man and the, you know, and renewing your mind and being watchful. Watch your gaze. Watch this people in your childhood. Who It doesn't matter who it is. Parent, who, whoever had reign over you that was supposed to be the example. Who was responsible for watching your ear gates, eye gates and things like that for you. You probably may have gotten molested and everything else under their care. Right? So imagine this going on all the time. You would, if for the believer, you would have issues with some things that you read. A lot of us have the identity of our creator and our father because of a role that was failed in our eyes. If someone forever broke promises and the pattern may showed up in you subconsciously, you read the word and he said he promised this, he promised, he promised, he promised. You know that he God and he the creator, but it'll be hard for you to see him as father. Right? Because any listen, anything that causes us to think contrary to who we truly are, it, it can distort your image, destroy your identity. And we're not listen, it could delete your imagination. Think about that. Your imagination comes from your creator. He imagined us in the earth, and what did he do? He made it happen. And then he said, you do it too. And how do we do it? With our words. Right. So, we're hitting it where... There should be, there should, there should be. I'm not, I'm not gonna say there should be no trigger, triggering. 
because if something is in there and it connects with that's what's going to happen but here's the thing here's the good news it is not intended for a trigger but just hold on because here's the thing if you can face it you can find it and what and here's the good news when you find it you find the foundation and I'm getting excited because our letter F is for foundation you could just listen you could build your a new one and you will build it right because you have the right tools because you know where to hit it we talk about if you from us just a sick family tree and don't nobody want to get well but but you Quit cutting them down. Quit, quit. It is what it is because you came off, off that tree at one time and you was on the, under the same influence. You've always been different, I'm sure, because you're here. You've been different, I'm sure. But again, if you come out of toxic environments, you had it. Listen, you, you had to do toxic things. And toxicity was spoke over you, spoken over you every day. It's inevitable. But it's not eternal. If that family tree is so sick and the root don't want to get well and the fruit on the tree and the limbs, they, they know they know that the sap is rotten. But that's just the way the tree is, that's just the way the root is. Don't make the mistake like I make. Just move it along. It's a hard listen. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. But here's the good news. You're able now to stand in another field with new roots and look at it for what it is. That's why I said you your job is not to clap back, expose them, this, that, and the third. Your they now become a plant project. You now Pray for the root, the tree, the fruit, the limbs, and everything else. Do you have to go in the same yard? Absolutely not. Because you're not producing a different kind of fruit. And once your root is together, the fruit of your lips, we're not going to say we we get it right every day. But we will be mindful to set a more careful watch over our mouth, our ear gates, eye gates. Why? Because we'll... Not only will you see your new tree, the fruit that, listen, the fruit that comes off the off of it. I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm about to hit all the scriptures before we get to it. He said, you shall have what you say. Here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about that. And that, and this is another thing that I asked the the, you know, the family background come from. If all of us are crazy except one, and the individual who calls everybody crazy told us we was crazy every day, why are you shocked if someone crazy, even though it's a lie? You should have what you say. You, you, you've identified it yourself all their lives. They're Looney Tune, they this, they that. But you see it as a right to go and low-rate them and smear and slander them, even though it's a lie. 
But if it if it was the truth, you spoke it. Why do you think you're gonna see opposite? Who plants carrots and go look for a tomato? Here's the thing. We're created in his image. The plan never changed. You could reframe it, but it never changed. You reframe it with your words. Watch this. If he said you created my image, meaning we could say, we could say what he says. Or we could say the opposite, but the result the result is still the same. You should have what you say. And the words will not return void. Here's the thing. For all the nonsense, I'm going to use nonsense because I don't want to trigger. I get it. Because if we use the true words like we, we do over, over there, shade out shame. Because shame is, listen, all of it, it all of it is demonic, it's sadistic, it tw- it's twisted, it's wicked, it's evil. But here's the thing. All what had, I'm going to just say it like that. All what has been spoken over your life and others, either because they've done, they spoke it over you, your truth. Here's the thing. And I'm, I'm talking about people have said something. And listen, we're not going to deal with the actions just yet. People have said some of the most vile things. About you, about about me, and about others, because we we heard it all. And if you partook in some of, some of it, prophesy a crop failure over it. What I mean by that, speak over, it. Father, forgive me for partaking in that. I, I don't I don't want that crop because it has to come up because because your word is a seed. If if His word is a seed, so so is your word, so is mine. Because we're creating his image. Here's the thing. Even those who are carrying these entities. Who feel like they have a right. To not only spew out things over people. But over their destiny. Over their purposes. Over their seed. Now God had. Your your creator said. That your seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Which means your children shall be mighty upon the earth. Who is someone else to come in and speak over yours? And they have some. They have kids. Here's the thing. If the word cannot return voice, he didn't say only my good words will not turn. Listen, if we are creating his image, if his words do not return void, neither will ours when they're spoken. What do you mean? Now, someone can say they're going to do it and don't do it. That, they just lied. They just didn't keep a promise. But here's the thing. Someone would do it to them. It has to come up. So everything that someone has said over you, someone you love, your business, whatever it is. The reason why we don't, it's hard for us to receive this is because we don't see it. It's been there all along. That's why, listen, the majority of things that was said to you, said to me, said to others, that was vile. It was projection. It was gaslighting. If you don't listen, and with the gaslighting, they trying to make you think what they already think. It's what they think of themselves. Everything in the that could, was contained in my smear campaign, the one who was saying it is their entire reputation. 
And the ones around them know this, knew this and know this. And here's the thing. That's just the way they are, but you could hop on, but it's okay. No, they know what time it is. They know the things was a lot. They know who the true corporate is. They know who the true corporate is. But again, you have to go along with the root. If you still damaged fruit, rotten fruit. So if we should have what we say, what they want to happen to you, nine times out of ten, it's already happening to them, for them. Here's the thing. They just know how to cover it up. That's why they, I'm going to say it again. We've said this in the other sessions. That's why you're hated so much. Because you got the litigated gall to say, I'm not perfect. Forgive me. I take accountability for that, responsibility for this. And, and then you have the audacity to make a plan to make sure you correct it, get in alignment. And then set some boundaries around that thing. <sighs> That's what I said. All the other things we were talking about, what looked like it was so hard. It's going to flow. It's going to be easy. So back to the hanging on, just listening. Now hear me clearly, hear me dearly. One of my mottos, Jesus and therapy, God and therapy, God, listen, Christ and counseling, because some of us have, we don't have anyone to talk to or the people that you talk to, they're glad it's you. They're going to talk about you. They're just listening. They're not hearing you. People that hear you, they listen for a solution. People just, people just listening they're listening so they can make a list and carry it. They're carriers. They're carriers. But we let them carry on because that's what they do. So if you feel that there's something that you need help with, don't let shame, listen, you may not even know that it's shame stopping you. Don't let, listen, don't let anything stop you if you feel like you need some help. If you feel like you, you know, I don't care what it is. It's nothing wrong with getting help. God, God's word said that, that listen, you know, there's counseling the multitude. What he's saying, those of, of his, his. You know, we we make the mistake just counsel counsel with someone in our family because they always been there. They your big cousin, they your brother, your sister. This no, especially they got the same results and fruit you have. But you, we didn't know because that's just the way it was. You 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 saw what I did right there because that's not just the way it is with us. But once you could face it, you could find it, and you could build a new foundation. 
I wanted to know why, you know, that's what, listen, that's another thing that people hate when it comes to a person, we're not going to say people, people who they are broken and then someone they, they know that was broken and they try to break them even more. Not only do the individual seek to get healed, but seek to go heal someone else. And then they are still, we're not going to say they're still where they, they are. They're still where they started. The thing about it is, it's where you place them. It's where I place them. Some of us place people in different play, positions and roll in our lives because of who they were. Some some of us was born where you may be five years younger than this cousin or that friend or whatnot, and they've always been there. Just because you get along with someone, I mean, you're supposed to get in connection or stay. But you begin to to why why is that? Because see, you you we may not say well. Why do I have low self esteem? You you won't see it as that because for you to admit that it may cause some more trauma or shame. But we may say something like, "Why well, can't never keep any money?" I can't. You see that? And then. You can say, I make plenty. I don't understand. I make plenty of money. And then you overlook the spending habits because it brings about guilt, shame. (laughs) It's not a lot. Listen, I told you, when you could laugh, I'm laughing because I'm laughing at myself. I just shared with, with the Debtless Life community about my journey. I filed bankruptcy twice before I think I was 25. So I'm laughing at me. I'm not laughing at anyone else's situation. I'm laughing because when you see it for what it is. And that's why we're here. Just practical little tweaks and you know whatnot. So you can say you're going to overlook the fact (laughs) that. You're going to overlook the spending habits. Because the spending habits, habit or habits is feeding something else. It's feeding the low self-esteem. You being able to do this, buy that, go here, go there. That that that's a buffer to keep from looking at that. You see how insidious it is? You get that self-esteem. Listen, you get that self-esteem together. If you don't have it, you'll sit at the house. <laughs> you make your own takeout. Because you're taking on a new perspective, meaning your 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 whole entire outlook on money changes. Even even you don't even use the word money anymore. You look, I'm gonna grow my seed bag. 
it'll take. Listen, self love will show up in the form of I'm gonna say five thousand. Get some life insurance because I can't remember any. I'm giving you an example. I want to be the first one in the family who don't get buried with a GoFundMe. No shade, anything like that. But you know that is not God's best. God's best is not for someone else. Listen, for you to be in the bins and someone else have to lay you to rest. You know that's not his best. That's an example. Or I love me enough to quit living from, as they say, pillar to post. I'm going to get my own place because God promised in his word. And this is in scripture. You go, you can be, begin to believe it. Now he says, I will give my pe- people peaceful habitats to dwell in. He goes so far to say, listen, keep going. I'm going to give you houses you didn't build. There may be someone living in your house right now, but you in the apartment because you, me, whoever, we, we don't know how to locate the hole that we feel is in our pocket. When the hole is actually in our soul. Spending out to your lap last and then needing something of necessity that's a lot where, where's the self-care i've been there y'all i'm not telling you anything that's why i said it's no trigger this this is a blameless community but we have to be aware we got to be authentic we got to be transparent that's why i said about seeking help outside of your current or your former circle because if if you can remember the state you was in and you was around these people, you already know what state they're in automatically by default. That's why don't trip when someone walk away. Don't if a toxic person walk away, don't get mad because the trash took itself out. Why would you want to sit there stinking up your life? Don't get mad when you're handed scissors and, and said, he said, go to work. And if you don't, I'll do it. Anytime there's a sever, there's a severance pay. He's trying to get something to you. And oftentimes, now I'm not going to say oftentimes, because I, if I go script, if I go straight scripture now, you know, we may just get stuck. But if you know you've always been the one different, like you, you want you always wanted something. You know you could have it, but you didn't know why it it it, it either got off the ground or it failed or you didn't fit something. Something always happened. But for some reason, I'm just say some reason, but because we know who it is, you just won't quit. You won't stop. You know, you 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 feel like you really not truly in your knowing and understanding that there is an invisible blockage that was put there by words. It, it, that's 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 how I get there. 
Someone has to groom a child before they do something to them. And they know it, it, it could be five kids. They know who to pick out. I've been there. I know what I know what I'm talking about. They know who to pick out. They know a wounded soul when they see it. Why? Because they was wounded. That's why the majority of, of pedophiles or predatorial people, they somebody did it to them. But instead of them want to get here and make sure it don't happen to no one else, they kept the cycle going. And that could be for anything. If you just think about this. And again, this is not the trigger, it's no shade to anyone. You know, we don't we shade out over this way. Listen. Have you ever seen a family everybody obese? And then they'll give it another word, big bone. But say, I'm talking about everybody. The mama, the kids, the grandkids, the daddy. Everybody, everybody. And you say, oh, that's Jones and all all them like that. What if someone in the Jones' bloodline medicated themselves with food? We have to listen. When you have that unction of something coming up, again, something that come up, they are they are so triggering that you can't get through that without help. And I'm not just saying help from a therapist or anything like that. It's certain doors and holes in our soul that God himself is going to have to close. Because whereas a therapist can say this and that, God will override it. But here's the thing. He will also lead you to the correct person that's going to actually do what's there. Because there are believers. There are people. There are believing physicians. I tell people all the time, go back and read the account of Brother Luke, Apostle Luke. It'll it it kind of profile, not kind of. I want you to read it for yourself. It'll profile what type of physician he is. If God says he gives, watch this, this, that imagination thing again. I give you witty ideas and invention. What if he gives a witty idea and invention to a therapist? That's still Christ in it. So I, I want to put that there. Put You know, that's, the, that's still his hand in it. He tells someone how to mix up an herb and, and, and cure ADHD. Just blot it out. But it would have to be his words getting to that person, downloaded to that person. It's still words. Right. So again, we don't. We're not. You're not going to get. You know, it's not to bring any type of condemnation. Condemnation. Listen. 
God again set a plan in motion so there is now no condemnation. The plan was set so we could have our set image and identity and imagine because even in our fallen state, in a broken state, you still is the you still we are still the most dominant beings on earth. That's why you can have a doctor. He'd be on crap, but he still will be the smartest individual in the room. It's just something that is keeping him from fully following through. But his knowledge base is still there. His giftings and talents are still there. His license may have been revoked. That's just an example. So when you have an unctioning of something, like I was saying about that money thing, I'm talking about in the salon, like thousand a $1,000 was nothing. That was Saturday money. And that's not money to anybody. I'm just saying it's a lot when you have it one day and then next day you putting $5 in your gas tank. And I'm talking about me right there, y'all. That Then, not now. Then. Now, the perspective is, I don't even let it go past the half mark. That's a boundary for me. Right? So again, using um, part of my personal journey and testimony story, what have you, you know, one of the struggles was just keeping in the saving of money, making plenty of money. And I'm I'm talking to the point that someone was able to reference, you know, you make a lot of money, this, that, and the third, you know. And the person who said it, they had a right at the time to ask me that. What you think I got? What What do you think then in that state, almost 30 years ago, what do you think my stance was? Anger. How dare you? And the individual who asked or said it had every right. <laughs> because I wasn't holding up my end. Or I'll, I'll ask them to hold it up, which was something, which was another issue within itself because we, sh- the individual who I'm sharing, um, what who, who you know I'm talking about, that shouldn't be, have been our conversation piece, and I'm gonna leave that right there. But again, that that was my stance in my head. How you gonna ask me? That's my money. Blah, 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 blah. That's what was going on in my head. But here's what came out: passive aggressiveness. Passive aggressiveness gave the silent treatment for someone asking a very vital question. Not only was it vital, they had the right to know. They had the right to know. Not only in, let me, let me share this too. Not only with the keeping of feeling I had holes in my pocket, 
I would get someone on my last. If you are giving someone your last, that means you don't have it. If your last is still in the vocabulary, again, there's no shade. Listen, we are all on a journey. We're just changing our perspective. That's self-respect. Respecting your money. That's self-respect. You give someone, give someone your last to pay their rent and then something happened. It'll be a different thing if you're giving out excess or surplus. That's a whole different story. But we knew at the time that wasn't the case because I just said, I felt I had hopes. And let me take it even further. I was a tither. And it's two things that we're going to talk about that in the debtless life. So I'm not going to hit that too much because, you know, we'll shift in a minute and and we'll go all across the uh, platforms. But that caused a frustration. That caused doubt. Then I had then I was a first fruit giver. Watch Watch my thought process even when it came to kingdom finance. Watch me try to alter scripture. But even now that that tithing and first fruit, it has a total different um, perspective. I have a total different perspective. I understand. I don't want to say perspective because you can't have a perspective on his word. His word says what it says. But watch my thought process at the time. Because I'm still, even though I'm in the word, in my mind I'm giving. And then, you know, he says you lend to the poor, uh, he'll pay you back, and you know, all so forth and so on. Right? My thought process was this. I use it as a buffer guard and an excuse to go ahead. What do I mean? I'm somewhere and I see some shoes or whatever I wanted. Mind you, I made a promise, a commitment to myself. But I made it in a broken state with the same mindset. Because the money habits, I took them out the house I grew up in. Whereas I made a lot of money, I thought it was different. But here's the thing with the scripture. Me using the scripture, trying to bend it to my advantage. He said, he'll provide. He's going to open up the windows of heaven and do, do this and do that. He said, bring y'all the ties into the storehouse. You know, I'm literally quoting it out. And I told you, I'm going to write out. I've been writing Put them a post and everything. And I'm a sound visor. Mind you, just set a just set a goal, which is a standard. Set a new standard. I, I'm, not, I'm talking about this was repetitious. <laughs> this was systematic. Why? Because each time I felt guiltier and guiltier and not knowing it was sitting in the shame. Because I, of course, I blame myself, but I also had the little guy to gall to to look on the slide blame God. 
And you said that you was going to do this and that. However, I had already made a promise to myself that this is what this is going to be designated for. Watch this. You see, see some $500 shoes and I already had set a goal. Look, not, not, not a $500 goal, but a $300 goal. Just, just that. Not only did spend the gold money, but above and beyond. And then smeared scripture on it. Oh, he, he's going to come through. And he, he, here's the mercy of it. Oftentimes he did. That was his mercy on it. But when rock bottom hit, it did not cause a paradigm shift. It did not cause a change in perspective, but it did cause a cause for wanting change. But it had to be something deeper. I knew that. Now, Watch what I found when I decided to face what was unctioning. Instead of, why did I buy that? Or why did I do that? Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Because you did it over and over. I said, how did I even go? You ready? I had, I'm just giving an example of just, just what could have happened that day, but it's going to be a true story or a true point, right? I said, I set out to do this and I went and did that. Nine times out of ten, when that happened, someone called. They needed to go somewhere. And what you think I did? I went. Did I place the blame on that? No, that's never been my game. I always want to know the why. There was a lack of boundary. Because... Not only did I not think about my goal, I didn't give my prior habits any thought. If this happened before and every time I try to save or meet a goal, which is which is a standard, which is a promise to yourself, a promise result. It, it it was non-existent. It didn't take a back seat. It was an automatic. It was it was an automatic. I knew I was going when I set out to do something else. And nine times out of ten, the person who was calling, they needed a ride. So that's a one-sided situation right there anyway. And this went on for years. So not on, I, I told you about the gas. They didn't want to put the gas. So now I'm putting gas in the car that 
I did not need that, that I shouldn't have had to put in at the time because I made up in my mind, this is what, it could, been, it could have been something as simple as reading a book. I'm going to tell you the two things I learned out of that. Why would they call me? And it was never, what you doing today? It was, let's go here, let's go there. It, I, I could not even have wanted to go. But so used to being a yes man, people pleaser. Not knowing how to say no, which is what? Let me hear you. Lack of boundaries. So I forsook what I planned, which is to meet a goal, to raise a standard, to change a habit, which is an act of self-love that I knew that was going to do something for the way I felt about myself, even though I didn't know all the things I know now, the underlying issues. They knew who they could call. When someone know who they can call, not in a healthy sense. When you call on each other. But you know if you don't have any other way you can call this individual and you don't care any time of the day, it doesn't even matter. Because they know, watch this, we'll see it as they know you got them, but they know you don't have boundaries. If we put it, let's be real with it. Now you taking them to meet a need that they wanted. And you creating needs that didn't even have to be created. Now, I'm wasting I'm wasting gas that I had already said. Well, at least next week, since I'm doing this, I, my car still be full. And normally, if someone needed to go, so it was an all day thing. Then you're gonna eat. And depending on how long y'all you eat two, you eat more than once. Then if you ride with them, you gotta take them wherever they wherever they live. And because they know you got them, gas money is obsolete. Because you always need the one who got it or gonna do it. Or have what someone else don't, what they need. And these will be the same people. When you need it, they're not going to have it. Or if they have it, they're so used to you in their mind where you don't know is being in the driver's seat. They're happy that you know that you're in the back now. Tap that check and say, oh, it's just for a season because we got this. I couldn't have possibly been in alignment with anything. Had I not got to the root, I would have never understood. I just started thinking. 
Now, when my dad would call for money, I would give it to him because I felt obligated because I knew he was the only stability. I can't even say st- stable, but the only closest thing we had to having a positive childhood. Many of you heard me talk about it. We was able to be siblings. If we he was a professional bowler, we could go with him bowling. Or if we, you know, he would take us skating, he would sit in the parking lot. We got to be kids. He took us on trips. We got to be kids. And the other time we had to be adults and they had to take care of me and all kinds. You, you get what I'm saying? So I felt obligated, but here's the thing. Even though that continued on, This is what this was my thought process. I never want to be a burden to my kids. But it pained and shamed me to think that he was a burden to me because because here's the thing, I knew why his situation was like that, but he was supposed to be the authority in the house, but of course it was not like that at all. I knew who was putting him up to ask because if he asked, that means he really needed it. And what you think that did to me? But here's the thought process. Why is it like that? You read it? I looked at the fact not only, and this was even at the time when he was still in the workforce, been on job years a foreman making plenty of money and had a business when they come and you still didn't have anything. I saw a pattern. But here's the thing. It continued on in my life and it followed him to death. That I, I I said no. That that was you know what I'm saying it was no then, but I had seen the patterns early on. But here's the thing: I never thought about the root. Why is it like that? Scripture says a a, a curse. Um, cause it, sh- it can't land, but that goes two ways. If you bring, you do something to bring the curse, it, it, it has every right to land. And here's the thing: you could be trying to do something different, but if you don't know a curse or a cycle is in place, it could land by default. When you see the lack of money as it is a result of the curse, but it is, listen, it is the fruit of something else. Poor decision making. Poor decision making come out of a poor self-image. A poor self-image could have, it could come out of various reasons. It could come out of being treated poorly. That's why you gotta have someone highly gifted, highly anointed, extremely talented, and a, listen, 
They know they have all these capabilities, skill sets, abilities, whatever. Someone else knows, they know they have them more. And especially if that person is in authority over them and they're jealous of it. Yet they know there's an interest way of brokenness. Because when you're broken, it's a crack somewhere they can get in. What they'll do, they'll hammer in on whatever issue that they know has the potential to damage. Because if you damage something, I don't care how pretty it is, you can put some tape on it. It's not the same until you take it to someone who can restore it. And we know who that is. We get stuck there if if we go that route. But they are hammering on it, hammering on it. So that person will lay down their will, which means they'll lay down what they'll stop what they're doing. They say you have a child and that parent is, is jealous of that child. Say if you take a mother and a daughter. You know I'm trying to leave that word out that that end where we can't stand it. Because we know the, the spirits behind it. Legion. But this this daughter grow up and become an adult. Now, mind you, the issues are everywhere. But the daughter is doing way better than expected. The expected outcome of what they said and did. Even though they wasn't trained to do they wasn't trained. We're just going to use marriage. They wasn't trained up to be a wife or anything. Because he, here's the thing. Scripture says, he that findeth a wife. Not find a marry a woman. When a man finds you, you should already be a wife. But say, she, she, she never seen anything. There's no example again. No blueprint. No diagram. No prototype. Nothing. Right? But even though still, the daughter may go on, choose the parent different, run the household different, listen, do everything that that parent didn't teach them or train them to do, but they did it well enough. So in the eyes of that parent, you got the litigated gall after all I said and done and everything I told people about you. You got the litigated gall to, to, to look, make me look bad by doing the opposite of what I expected. Then that mother be over in that daughter's house more so than they've been in their own house in the background tearing things up. That mother made, that mother knows what they've done and said to them as a child, but the daughter does it different with hers. So now there has to be an entry way to undermine that because I got to make you look like what I said and, and you cannot be superior. Isn't that sadistic? But that happens every single day. It could be, it could be the same with the son. I just use that for example, because listen, I know what I'm talking about in that area. And even though the daughter is, they, they never had a relationship, they, the, they fronted for the entire world, and they knew something was still there, 
Here's the thing. If you're ignorant to the fact of how demonic a cycle is. Because where there's confusion, there's every evil work. Just say, for instance, that mother know that they were somewhere clubbing while this child got molested. And now this child on club because she didn't want that to happen to her kids. So now... They know why they don't go to the club. They know why they don't let too many people keep their kids. They know why they don't party, but they'll go and tell another lie to make it look like something else. Because all they did was party. And while they was partying, their child may have been raped and molested. But because you didn't pick up the habit, I didn't pick up the habit, she didn't pick up the habit. That's how you know it's the spirit behind it. Because how would you know out of all you've been through to do something different and opposite? I come from someone who's known for cooking. I'm talking about burning. People put in requests. I have to teach myself how to cook. Cook. I learned from babysitters. But I really just had to learn, learn. And then people would get in public. People would ask. I'll tell the truth. They said, I had to come up with something. Because that's why they didn't too much want me around. That's why they had we, they fronted for the world that we was close. Never. Because for me, even if it's me, a lie is a lie. Wrong is wrong. I'm not going along with it. And I'll call it right there where, where it is. Because I know what it is to be lied on. I know what it is to be mocked and cared. I'm not doing that. See, they want you to be like them to listen. If someone toxic has been in leader, I don't care what type of relationship, friend, what, what kind of ship it is. If someone toxic had a reign over your life, access to your over in your life, over your life in any type of way. And they know what they did. See, they know what happened to them and how they turned out. But see, if the same thing happened to you and you do it different, that lets them know something else is available. Do you know that if you put it in the spiritual form, but we're going to keep it practical, but you know we're going to get our scriptures in there. That's rejecting the atonement. That's why we said we're here to, as the exchange, to help you understand the great exchange. Someone laid down their life for us to be able to change any area of our life. But because someone else don't want to change, they'll set and listen, they'll set a trap. Or sow a seed. That's why I said be mindful of people who say all kind of things and say that they're sorry. No, they're not because they know what it's going to produce because somebody said it to them. The thing that my maternal parents says to the females in the family, you know that it had to come from somewhere. She says even a dog could have babies. Who would say that? What human being would say that? Period. Let alone say it to your daughter and your grand and your granddaughters. 
But you know why they're able to say that? Because it's what they feel about themselves. And here's another one. And they try to feed this to my child. They try to feed it to me. And when my baby come ask me, do you... I admit, and see, that's I didn't know about the cyclic cycle of iniquity at the time. All I know is you're not going to be saying this nonsense to my... However, I didn't know it was already being done in the booth in the back in the dark. One was, a piece of man is better than no man at all. And my child came and asked me, do I believe... Can I tell you what I told her? Hell no, because it lets you know... If half a man is available, it's a whole one somewhere else. That's a lot from the pit of hell for you to stay with something that you don't belong with. See, they would use that if the individual had some money and they could use them, use them for themselves too. That's for you to keep them around so they could have access to whatever that individual has. That's insane. But because of who's saying it, you'll receive it. See, listen. Whether or not you open up your mouth to clap back, that does no good. And that's what I did. I cussed. I went in. You don't tell my so-and-so this, then third. You said the same bull. That's what they want. That's not counseling out of seed. That's ad, listen. That's adding fertilizer. Because what you think they're gonna do? They're gonna find another way to really sow those seeds. And let me give you. If you've been there, let me give you. If, if this, if you could relate to this, they'll start telling your child that you did it to make it okay. Even and then they'll turn around and shame that child with what they had them stumble in or do. But your child will do it because they think you did it and you never done it. Can you imagine what that does to a parent, especially a mother? But when you look closely at that, only God could deal with that. That's transgression, that's lawlessness. Watch this. I'm telling you this for a reason. I didn't know that. What you think? You're innate as a parent, especially a woman, a, a, a woman who really care about anything, especially your children. You, 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 you don't, you go, you act and don't think. You ask questions later. And that was me. I don't care who it was, but see, it did matter who it was. Because that's what they wanted. And that that ain't doing them a key. Come back. Listen, come back. Combating a curse is not what that that it doesn't help. Finding the cause is what turns that cycle off. It demolishes that cycle. So me stepping back and letting the child see the individual who they are because they're going to be who they are. And truth still going to come. 
because there's under because even e listen because we have feelings and emotions like truth we're not hosts we just don't encamp and hold hold parties in our bodies for demons there's still something on the inside of us that says it's wrong because as for me I'm straight clown I don't care who was around when you said something crazy to him what do you think that does for the child? Because in that child's eye, that's so-and-so. So if you can relate to that, you know, if the child's an adult, you can relate to that. Even if that's, listen. The highest act of love when dealing with toxic people who you or anyone else don't expect or don't expect or shouldn't even have to expect not being in relationship with and to do it effectively, efficiently, and effortlessly without having to explain anything. I'm talking you ain't got a whole court or conversation. Cut them off. You cut them off and open up the prayer pipe. Because the higher you go in your true self, you're going to see how you were spared and not only spared, but for a reason. What does that say to somebody who wanted to take you out and take you under? Not only am I here, I'm here for other people. Not not only are you stopping cycles in your life, and for generations to come, but in other people's lives. And they don't even have to stay in it long. You can get them before they attempt suicide. You can get them before they develop an eating disorder. However, we have to be able to face you know they say, face your fear. No, you cast out fear. But that's, that is one of the biggest, one of the biggest carriers of shame and guilt and blame is fear. That's what I say. Again, with the person who have all the skill set, everything going. You could put them in a room with everybody and everything they need. They'll leave it on the table out of fear. Fear that they're not enough. Fear they're going to make a mistake. Fear shows up in procrastination, perfectionism. Perfectionism says, I'm not good enough, so I got to make this the best. Do we act in excellence? Yes. We should perfect our gifts, sharpen our skill sets. Yes. But operating in a spirit of um, perfection, no, you we operate in a spirit of excellence. Because here's the thing: operating in perfection is still not going to be perfect or good, not even perfect, but good enough for someone else. That's just like you. Period. You are straight up perfect to your God, 
and you could walk in the room somebody don't like you simply because you showed up. And if you don't know this, it's a reason why. When you hear someone say, I, I don't know, it's just something about them. That's right. Take it as a compliment. It is something about it. And then when you can't see it, that's, listen, they see it. And normally whatever they see is something they lack or something they want. Hear me clearly, hear me dearly. And they'll take that very thing and create a wound or a deficit or a doubt. If they can't fake what they can't take, they're going to try to minimize it. Make you make, listen, they make what you do or did feel insignificant first. And if that happens over and over and over, what do you think that does to your self-worth? If your self-worth is, if, if for, for your self-worth to be affected in any way, every self-component love carries out the window. You know, that's why I said we're here for your external too. Because some of us, a lot of us, been through things that show, that was so severe on the inside, it showed up on the outside. It showed up as an eating disorder, then it ended up on the outside. Insomnia, which is normally caused by an underlying of anxiety and worry. When our God said, cash your care upon me, do you know there's scripture for that? He said, I give my beloved sweet sleep. And even in Zephaniah, he said he sings over us. That means not only will he give you sweet sleep, he's singing lullabies. Just go back to the lack of money, just laying up, thinking, how you going to do this and how you going to do that? It's a reason why we get to anywhere, even when we say we didn't play a part in it or someone else caused it, this, that, and the third. That's why I say we say with the childhood, with the childhood thing, each day, the true you would do something that you would have done different if you had you then. How do you do that? You prevent it from continuing on in someone else's life. And God will restore the years. Listen, he'll have you somewhere doing something that you used to do you love when you was a kid. Listen, we had the swing sets of the swing sets. People were coming out here to swing. Not only us, but my godparents across the street and my godparents next door. Listen, when I got to Arizona, listen, it's parked like in on, on the end of every street almost. The first thing I did, I went walking out, I started to swing. And when I did that, Whereas, normally when I think about my childhood, it, it would just trigger. I was able to think about my dad, him putting it together, 
or think about my next neighbors, you know, or whatever. I was able to think about the best times. You get, you get what I mean? He know how to pick and pinpoint, and so will you. And we're moving into the lesson because here's the thing. The majority of issues that people have with other people, again, either that person has something they want or they lack something they see that person have. And when that happens to healthy people, they connect and collaborate and make it happen. You begin to sharpen each other, not stab each other in the back. That's the insidiousness of them getting to know you as though they're a piece of iron like you. Mm-mm. If you, the butcher knife, and someone else is a pair knife, you need to get a whole new knife set. He said, iron sharpens iron. Not a little iron sharpens big iron. Iron sharpens iron. If I have salt in my mouth, you should have salt in yours. We, we spoke about that. Being the salt of the earth. I just remember being on the phone. This is what I said. You will find out part of your calling, purpose, passion, all that. I just remember even when I was married, all times of the night, people called them because they knew they could. And what you think? I'm, I'm, I'm up encouraging them. And now those type of people are gone, but and there are people like you, like me and others that actually need encouraging, not only encouraging, but edifying, equipping. And power. Whereas I did it for free then, but see it has a whole different meaning. Because he still would say, Okay, this this client. They're not a client. I'm sending them there for this, that, and the third. I'll make up for it in another area, and then you you get a you get a total package clients for t- for five thousand because you allow the ninety nine dollar client, and you don't use the word free. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sew this into your your healing journey. Let me get you started for this. Where I listen after all the backstabbing, all that the sabotage. I don't want to talk. I'm already an introvert. I don't want to talk to anybody else. But now talking to people has a totally different listen because I understand when we look at God's um. Us being created in his image, acting like him. If we think about it, he used his words for creation and not communication. Yeah, he walked with Adam in the cool of the day, but he down just think how he downloads to us. We said it before, you can communicate, you can communicate with your eyes, you can communicate with 
gifts. And that's what we say, your senses, where we used to see our senses as uh, as something horrible. They're, they're gifts. Right? But the biggest issue for people who's toxic enough to think that they have the authority, the liberty, the right, the power with they think they have everything it takes to stop you. Even though to you it looked like they did, but it was nothing but training. So when you start running, can't nobody catch you. So the biggest, the biggest issue they have is you seeing yourself in your true image, walking in your real identity, and using the very imagination to receive the witty ideas and inventions that are going to take you up and to the top. So you get that image together. The identity crisis will get in line. Mm-hmm. Idleness where where you supposed to be doing this and doing that. Idleness. Idleness. It'll turn. Listen. Idleness. It'll turn into something totally different. Innovations. Because you can't wait to get it done. Why? Because you see results. Because you're operating differently. So they have an issue with your image. Here's the thing. Even with whether the wound was there, the brokenness, it doesn't matter. You went through whatever. They know, listen, they know your true image and identity. That's why they have to cause a crisis. When I say they have to cause a crisis, that crisis is in their mind because they can't cause you anything but to wake up and pay attention. They're able to move and shake because they had the ability to teach you to operate under the same delusion as them in regards to who you are and who they are. I look at people from my past when I'm discussing things. At some time I bring them up is when I'm making a point or discussing something in a session or something like that. Making reference, we'll put it like that. That self appointed themselves as mentors to others. But I don't remember the mentees calling them saying, you know, but I think about they never, ever wanted people to think they made a mistake. I look back, they wanted people to see them for the individuals they created themselves to be. 
I'm telling you this for a reason. The reason why I'm saying this is because I I saw it too. I went along with it too. I wasn't around them like that, but you know, because of who they were, the position. But then when you see a vessel for what's in it, you call what's in it in it. I don't care what label you put it on the outside. You can take an empty milk jug and milk jug and put lemonade in it and put lemonade on the outside. Still a milk jug with lemonade in it. I could see through it. We've always been able to see through people what it is. We was looking through distorted vision. Which will give you a, it will either give you a partial perception or give you perceptions in part or just pausing all it together. You'll think back and you'll say, these people have no fruit of what they say. And then you'll think, yeah, what they say they are. And these will be the same people who lowerate you joining your own smear campaign this day and third. And the listeners notice they have to go to other broken ears because someone who would listen, someone who's healed whole or just have some plain sense will say, okay, but you say you a mentor, you're that close to them. Why your mentoring not working for them? And they're the closest to you. They should be the very first one who was touched with your mentoring. Not not by you opening up your mouth and mentoring through words, but just your lifestyle, period. That's how when you look back, you will say, they said this. And then you start thinking of all their toxic. Acts towards others and you. Is it something on them? Not at all. Just a just more reason for you to set up boundaries and leave them up. What it is, it helps you use it as a tool. We call it fruit tool. You test the fruit of the actions. Everybody, listen, everybody got an issue. Everybody have a flaw. But when there's a pattern of something that don't match that tree. That's why I would ask people later on. I'm a quick study later on when they will call me and say this, this, that, and the third said this, this, this. And because of who it is, it's supposed to be believable because if it's your parent or someone that's close to you. People would tend to believe, but here's the thing again, whoever they go to, they know they have an entryway to them, they have broken ears too. Because a broken body have everything on is broken, right? Whereas you would probably cry in the beginning. Here's my question about a fifth or sixth person that will call because I know that the individual is sending them to me. I know they was a flying monkey, but here's the thing. This when when the self listen, when the self-image, 
I got back in, in, in alignment with the word and started to remember who I was. And not only that, I'm not talking about who I was before all that. I'm talking about who I was before I entered into the earth realm. Because he sent us here already knowing. This was my question. Okay, that's my parent. They saying this. And that's my relative. They saying that. We are all quote unquote Christians, correct? They would say yes. They were. Why didn't you ask them why they're not praying instead of calling you? And then I said, did you pray? It'd be totally silent. And next thing I know, I'm hanging up the phone. And guess what? You cut too. Because they think if I can get so-and-so to talk to them, then they'll start back talking to them. No. Tap, tap that jet and say, we are from No Talk City. What city are you from? No Talk City. No, we're not doing that. I don't have an outfit for toxicity. My 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 self image that I wear don't have it 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 don't it don't work for me. I know I know I know I know it worked in the past, but mm-mm. I took off that cloak of shame and un, you know unraveled that blanket of blame. Them gloves will get we I, I operate with clean hands. I don't care if you did what they say you did. So that's enough of the flow but you already know how it goes we'll be back around on it (laughs) so let's look at some definitions 